Bonjour. Ogimel Penese and Dijnikas. Magizien Totem. This is episode six of Mushroom Heaven, and the title is Debwewen. So, what is Debwewen? <clears throat> Debwewen roughly translates to truth from the Anishinaabe language, right? And so it's embedded within the seven grandfather teachings, right? There's seven grandfather teachings. That's a part of Anishinaabe philosophy, Anishinaabe culture, right? And so, yeah, if I remember correctly, seven grandfather teachings are honesty, respect, courage, love, humility, truth, and you know what? Hold on. And wisdom. There you go. Yeah, I had to Google it. Yeah, I had to Google that last one, right? It's been a while. Right. Anyways, there you go. So you have seven grandfather teachings and one of them is truth. Right. Debbie Wynn. And so that's what I want to talk about here today. Um, you know what? I actually just did this podcast, but for some reason, the voice recorder wasn't working. And I did a whole thing thinking I had done it. I went to go press play to make sure that whatever. And all it was was background noise, just fuzzy and whatever. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me right now. And anyways, it is what it is. So this is the second take. I'm going to do my best to encapsulate everything I talked about in that episode. In this episode, episode six. Um, okay, so truth is truth. Truth is about the way you use your words, um, how you use your word, right? Um, because some people, they're so flaky and they just got no integrity whatsoever. And it's they're so fucking pathetic. However, there are some people who to their word and have integrity and, and, and are coming from a place of truth, right? Their truth, whatever that truth may be right and so yeah it's embodied in how i carry myself in my life whether it's good or bad but the important thing is to acknowledge it for what it is don't bullshit it right you know it's like oh if things aren't going great you know don't you know sugarcoat it and be like oh yeah but look on the bright side it's like no this is what's going on right and so that's that's part of the uh the teachings there right um, <clears throat> I think that, um, for me, discovering the truth was very liberating and it allowed me to express my thoughts in crystal clear ways. And one of the things I've noticed, or at least I noticed back then was that people didn't like it. People didn't like hearing the truth, right? It's like they're allergic to it or something, right? And I'm thinking more like back on my reserve, right? Certain people there, they just fucking don't got a clue. They're so full of shit. They just speak bullshit all the time. That's all that comes out of their mouth. And it's so easy to read. It's like, oh my God, it just, you're so fucking pathetic, right? And uh, that's how I feel, right? And some people may say, well, that seems kind of harsh. But you know what? That's the truth, man. It is so true. It's like I, I respect people who speak the truth. I respect people who are aligned with whatever it is they got going on, right? I don't care what, like, if just if they're aligned, I respect that. 
you know, if they're an atheist and they're a hardcore atheist, and but they're aligned with that and they believe that with every fiber of their being, I can respect that, right? What I can't respect is, you know, somebody pretending to be something that they're not, right? It's like, let's be straight up here. Straight up is the way to go. And yeah, so that's just the way I am. Um, you know, sometimes that works out to my advantage. Um, other times I've had it kind of backfire because, you know, people get offended, people get pissed off. And, you know, there are times where I've had to pay a small price because of that, right? Like I'll confront somebody on something and they're so surprised that they're being confronted. But it's like, hey, man, this is a problem and we need to fix it, right? So that's also what the truth does is it fixes things, right? And, uh, yeah, so here's the truth, right? There are so many people in society, so many people in this world, even so many people within the nation who are living a lie, right? They'd rather live a lie, right? They'd rather live in their own little world of bullshit than face the truth, right? They're scared of the truth. They don't like the truth because, you know what, the truth hurts, right? And most people are too weak to face it, right? They'd rather live in comfort, right? And that's what makes them weak. If you want to live in truth, it's going to get uncomfortable sometimes because in order to grow, growth typically requires pain of some kind, right? Think about when you work out, right? When you exercise, you got to lift weights, right? You got to do this, that, and the other thing. And you feel the burn, right? It's pain, but it's going to help you, right? You're going to grow, right? So in the same way, you can use that same analogy with uh, spiritual practices, right? Like the work you got to do and the things you got to do, it, it's, it might hurt sometimes, you know, because you're going to have to face certain things, but you're going to grow from it, right? You're going to become stronger. And that's how this stuff works, right? And, uh, yeah, you know, so, so it's that, um, one of the things I wanted to touch base on was this whole notion of the ministry of child and family services and what exactly it is they've done to my family, you know, because this goes back, this, this is three generations now, right? Like you have my, my mother and her siblings who were taken into foster care at an early age, right? same thing happened to me and the same thing happened to my daughter right like these guys just don't quit they just don't quit you know their their whole game is is to subjugate and colonize indigenous people through taking their children trying to coerce native people to behave in a certain way or act in accordance with certain standards that they've set which are ridiculous um you know and things like that Right. Like um, I've read the uh, Canadian social worker uh, code of ethics. Right. It's a it's a it's a very, it's a large document. Right. And it talks about the different principles that social workers are supposed to practice, uh, et cetera, et cetera. When I was in Ontario, I was reading Abinucci's website and reading the material on there and comparing that with the actual practice of the social workers. And um, yeah, they're hypocrites. They, they don't practice what they preach. They put this big, nice message online, but in person, in reality, they are evil. They are vindictive. They are vile, right? And so now I find myself in this situation where, you know, um, my uh, daughter's foster parents 
won't let me see my daughter, right? They want me to talk to the social worker. What about, I'm not too sure, it might have something to do with episode three or something, honestly, I don't know. But either way, I got to contact them and work this out and figure this out because it's really important for me to be there for my kids. You know, I really want to be there for my kids, for my children, because my parents uh, were hardly there. My dad, my real dad was never there. My stepdad was there for a little while. My mom was kind of in and out my whole life, right? I never had a solid foundation, a solid person who would always be there for me, right? And I want to be that person for my kids. You know, I'd be like, hey, you know, if there's something wrong, you need to talk about something, you can talk to me and I'll be here for you. Um, <clears throat> you know, and yeah, so there's that, right? Um, yeah, so in, uh, I want to return back to the seven grandfather teachings, right? And so if you go to some ceremonies where they're using a water drum, they'll usually have seven grandfathers tied up outside of the drum. Like that makes a circle around the drum, right? Like a water drum. And those symbolize the seven grandfather teachings, right? And some people say it also symbolizes the seven directions, uh, which I could explain in person, but I'm not gonna do it here. Um, and then also these teachings are written in the sky. Right? Like, uh, depending on which part of the world you're in, if you look up and you see the Big Dipper, for us, for Anishinaabe people, for me, it symbolizes the seven grandfather teachings, right? And it's kind of like a ladle, you know, one that they would use in a sweat lodge, right? <laughs> uh, the sweat I used to go to used to use 28 grandfathers, seven per round, right? There was four rounds, and each time they would bring in seven. And I always thought it was because uh, the seven grandfather teachings... Uh, the seven clans, you know, seven and four are sacred numbers in Anishinaabe culture, right? And so that's just something to keep in mind as we move forward. Um, yeah, so I do feel, I, I do need to mention this, that uh, this medicine speaks through me, right? Like the universal mind speaks through me. And I'm merely a vessel, I'm merely a transistor to share this message, to share these experiences in the hope that it can lift people up, that it can help them with their spiritual quest and things of that nature, right? Like I really wanna make a difference with this podcast. I really wanna reach out into the world and, and have a voice and, and just share my truth you know, and have some people be drawn to it and, and, and that it'll do something for them, right? But simultaneously, I know I need to be prepared for critics and people who will scold what I have to say and stuff, right? So I'm also mentally preparing for that too. But anyways, the important thing is that I continue to move forward in a good way and that I continue to make these podcasts as they come, right? Because it's almost like... It's almost like I got this uh, this fishing rod out there in the space, in, in the space water, in the space, you know, <laughs> anyways, I got this fishing rod out there, right? And and it's always got bait on it. <clears throat> and I'm just sitting here, you know, I'm, I'm reading a book sometimes, sometimes I'm listening to music, watching a movie, whatever, and then the, the, the fishing rod will go off, right? And then it's like, oh crap, I got to stop what I'm doing and I got to reel in the fish, right? And so in the same way, it's kind of like these podcasts, they're like these episodes that are just already out there. They're out there in the, in the universe, in the spiritual world, right? And, and, and whenever my, um, my, my, anyways, and then I got to catch it, right? And I, it's got to be instant, right? I got to stop what I'm doing and I, and I got to do them, right? That's, that's what I feel like. Um, you know, so I just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, what else is there? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of alluded to this before, but yeah, the medicine has, has stretched my mind and stretched my body. Like I, oh man, I was having such a hard time sleeping there for a while and it's just been so, ah, so difficult. And, you know, kind of living with that, uh, stretching spiritually, right? And you're going to have to take a look at who you are and process that. And trust me, if you're a standard human being, uh, there's going to be tears at times, right? Because this is very, very deep stuff, right? And, uh, you know, I'm at the point now where I, it's if I, if I need to cry, I cry. You know, it's oftentimes when I'm thinking about my daughters or something, right? And just kind of reflecting on past experiences and stuff and the things that they've been through, right? But it's okay, right? Because it's, it's kind of like a rainstorm. It's kind of like a thunderstorm. It'll pass, right? The sunshine will return. And that's kind of what my emotions are like, right? And so, yeah, I remember when I was back on my reserve in my late teens, like, you know, 17, 18, if there was ever a thunderstorm, and there was lots of them in the summertime, I would go out there, even if it was two, three in the morning, I would go sit on the porch and just be in the storm and just kind of watch it and have a cigarette. And it was so peaceful and so calm. I just loved it. I was drawn to the Thunderbirds at an early age, right? And so I've been working with this elder and she told me that the thunder beings have been here since the beginning of time, right? And my spirit name, my Indian name is Ogimau Penese, right? Which translates to Chief Thunderbird, right? And when I was at a Sundance one year, I was told by an elder that my helpers were the Thunderbirds, the Eagles, and the Poplar Tree, right? Those spirits, those are the ones that would help me along the way. And so I have a connection there, right? I have a connection. And what's then the reason the Thunderbirds are so important to my understanding, what I remember, what I was taught, <clears throat> was that they are the second being in creation, right? Like they were the second thing that was made, right? Second only to the creator, right? To the universal mind. And so they're very powerful beings and they fly the highest. And they're the ones that bring those prayers up, right? And so they can see things that nobody else can see, right? And that's how I feel with this medicine. You know, the things that I've seen, the realms that I've been in, the dimensions I've went to is so hard to comprehend. And I know people would be like, what? It's difficult to imagine. You really, the only way to find out is to have a psychic, psychedelic experience yourself, right? And as mentioned, make sure you're ready, do all the stuff I mentioned in previous podcasts and you should be fine, right? Because <clears throat> they really will take you for a ride, right? This is real. This is real stuff, right? And I want people to know that you know, that I'm genuine and that where I'm coming from is, you know, just a place of wanting to share, just a place of, of doing this, this spiritual work, you know, for the spirits and having them just flow through me as they do, right? And one of the other things she told me was that I was a very powerful spiritual being, right? And I believe that because that's what saved me on that last one, right? And like I mentioned, you know, I, I get the, I, like, as I mentioned in episode five, you know, the only thing that got me through that was remembering that I was a spiritual being, 
right? And to fight back in that, you know, even though I'd made mistakes and different things like that, I'd also, you know, tried really hard to do good things in my life, you know, and to be a good man and different things like that, right? And so I think that's really important, um, you know, so, so yeah, I don't know. I think I might cut this one short. Uh, like I said, you know, I did a first take there, but for some reason this thing wasn't working and I was so mad. I was like, really? Come on. It was 21 minutes and it was just like it. Uh, anyways, so yeah, I think that's where I'm at with that. Uh, Deb Wewin, uh Truth, you know, one of the seven grandfather teachings of the Anishinaabe and uh how it's important for me in my life and how how doing this podcast is an act of truth right and um yeah you know i'm sure there are other directions this could go oh yeah i respect people who are sitting in their truth right even if i disagree with their with their ideas or the or their ideology if they're congruent if they have integrity and they're speaking from a place of their truth i can respect that even if i disagree with the content right what i can't stand is when people pretend to be something they're not right it's like come on man i can see right through you like let's just be straight up here right we're human and uh humans make mistakes and humans aren't always perfect and uh yeah so we got to work at it we got to work hard at it um so with that um yeah i want to say thank you again i want to appreciate i appreciate all the feedback i've gotten i appreciate the follower followers that i have uh moving forward i would like to start a facebook page uh if possible maybe a website and a patreon account um what else is there oh yeah and then i'm going to be working on the campaign to decriminalize magic mushrooms in vancouver so i'm doing a political consult on thursday which is three days from now and so that'll get the ball rolling there um yeah so it's gotta be there's a lot on my plate right now and um you know i'm, I'm just gonna work with it right and uh yeah once again i just want to say thank you very much for listening to mushroom heaven